following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, Players' Lounge. We are getting closer and closer to game one. Cowboys going to Inglewood, California, the brand-new SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. I am Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by the boys, the crew, Danny McRae and Barry Church. We do it every day at 2.30 p.m. for 45 minutes. We're so happy you tuned in here. So it's Wednesday. Fellas, um, tell me exactly what you guys would do on your Wednesday because a lot of people, uh, some people understand that, hey, Wednesday's when you install the game plan. So, so Church, tell everybody exactly what Wednesday's practices are like as you get ready for uh, a game. Well, for the beginning, um, when I was like, you know, my first couple of years, I'm not going to lie, I used to dread Wednesdays because dread Wednesdays <laughs> were your, your full padded practice and you knew each and every time you came out there on Wednesday, they were going to have some type of in, in type of um, box, it's called box drill, where it's basically the run game and you have your offensive lineman, full back, running back versus the front seven and a safety in there. So you used to always have to fill holes and hit going against Zach Martin and all those big dudes. So. I, I personally, I did not like Wednesday's practices, <laughs> but um, you did get that game plan in and you got to get your first glimpses of uh, the opposing offense and the coaches would highlight, you know, their receivers or their threats who they can, um, who can take off the top of our secondary. So, um, you know, Wednesdays were very informative, but as far as practicing, it was extremely physical and I was not a fan at all. That's a that's that's the life of a of a starting safety in the NFL. The, the life the life the life of a of a special teams uh, specialist is a little different. Uh, for us on Wednesday, we always put in punt because you know you want to see the real look and you want to do it with uh, players being able to go full speed. So you have to deal with some of those those D linemen and those tackles uh, rushing you on punt team just so you can get the look because that's basically the most important phase of special teams, right? Because you get a punt block, that changes the game. So the most intense part of uh, special teams was on Wednesday when we covered punt full and full pass. It was it was rough because some of those scout team guys are trying to make the team again. So they Jesse Holly in the record. Shout out to <laughs> Jesse Holly. Yeah, Jesse Holly, I thought he was going to get me cut a couple times, man. I was like, bro, let, <laughs> let up, bro. It's kickoff, let up. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always say, nothing personal, nothing personal. Yeah, nothing personal, man. I'm trying to eat. I was like, I, I didn't understand that as a uh, as a rookie. But, you know, as, as I got older, I started to understand. I didn't like it still, but I, I definitely understood and I had respect for it. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. We are in the S, uh, SWBC Mortgage Virtual home studios today so let's talk about special teams and also dive more into the depth chart here cowboys releasing their initial one so on punt returns they have tony pollard there mccray tony pollard uh, that he was more the kickoff guy last year punts is not exactly what he's doing so what's your take on this should we buy this yeah i mean i actually like it um like i said when we when, when des first got here and he was playing punt return. They snatched him off there real quickly because 
he was facing uh, you know, injuries more when he was on, on special teams. So having Pollard back there who you don't really see getting that many snaps at running back and, and giving him an opportunity to make some of those catches and make some of those big plays in the return game is huge. I don't think you'll see him on those safe punt situations to where you just need somebody to catch the ball so, so your offense can get back on there on the field. But when you see those situations to where the offense, the other offense is backed up and they're punting and you're looking for a big return, you can bet you'll see Tony Pollard out there. I think it's a great decision. Uh, All right. Me, so, kind of a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, ahead. no, 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 church. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to you know, reiterate uh, what Danny said, basically, that I think it was a smart move, but I'm also kind of surprising. Um, I know, you know, C.D. Lamb, he's you know, the first overall pick and nobody wants him to get injured and all that. But um, I just figured, you know, hey, this is just another opportunity for him to get the ball in his hands. And we've seen how electric he can be returning punts in college. So I just figured they would give him a crack at returning punts. But I guess they're um, super uh, invested in him. And, you know, they put Tony Pollard back there, which is a very safe option. He's a great um, uh, catcher of the ball out of the backfield, so uh, returning punch should ret- um, be natural to him. Maybe they and need a replacement for um, for Amari, right? They, don't, they got one receiver. <laughs> yeah. Amari's hurt, so they would, so CD Lamb might see see a little bit more uh, play time on offense than we than we expect. Kick return uh, on the depth chart has uh, Cedric Wilson going there. So last question here on special teams, Danny, what do you want to see? out of John Fossil's unit. What does Danny McCray need to see Sunday night at SoFi Stadium? Uh, I, I need to see them uh, be assignment sound and, and play smart football, right? It, it's a new coach, it's a new system. So I need to see that they picked up the system, they're playing together. I want to see tight protection on punt, and I want to see smart uh, smart decisions in the return game that's both on punt and uh, kickoff return, right? So you don't have to make the huge play. Special teams usually gets noticed when the bad play uh, comes to comes alive. So just make sure that you plan sound and take uh, take advantage of the opportunities to make big plays when they come, but don't force it. Church. Oh uh, yeah, for me, I'm just I just don't want this special teams unit to be the reason the Cowboys lose a game or two. I mean, we saw last year what happened at the Minnesota game when you know Tavon he had about 15, 20 yards of space to return and he decided to take a fair catch, or when. Um, in the Patriots game, I mean, we, we just there's multiple things that um, the special teams have done last year to cause this team um, wins or losses. So I'm just hoping that they just stay the steady curve and just just you know just be a good overall special teams unit. Just not enough to cost the team a game. They they talk so many times about how special teams is one third of the game, offense, defense, special teams, and in my opinion. The Cowboys basically lost that almost every doggone week. And the National Football League is too tough for you to go into one phase of the football game and not be able to to win this thing. And that's why there was change with John Fossil, and they're also changing up the, the guys more. So I'm going to be very interested to see how special teams plays. And, and that's one reason why I hope Cowboy fans are listening to the show, because Danny McCray and Barry Church played special teams, and they understand the importance of it. And special teams is where Danny really made his bread there. Um, C.J. Goodwin's a guy that we had on the show. Uh, last year, and CJ was one of their better special teams players. Danny, what did you make of uh, the fact that he was on the cut list? I was very surprised, to be honest with you. I was, I was really about to bring that up. I wasn't sure, you know, what was going on because we had previously talked about this and how the Dallas Cowboys really hadn't valued special teams players. There wasn't, there haven't been very many guys who had gotten paid to just specifically play special teams, and then you have a guy who's your best special teams player in CJ. And he gets released. 
So, it's, you know, to me, it was two things. It's Fossil has his own guys that he brought in that, that he liked or, or CJ was playing bad. And then when they brought him back, you know, I, I'm still a little confused about it because, you know, you, you really need that guy. But it, it shocked me because I know he played well last season. So I, I couldn't imagine, especially without a preseason, what he could do that was so wrong for him to get released like that. All right, let's uh, dive into the starting offense on the depth chart. They just put 10 starters in. <laughs> I looked at that like, <laughs> I think they're going to roll out 11 dudes on, on, on Sunday. So, so what did you guys make of that? <laughs> they're they taking this too far, bro. They're taking this too far, all right? No, no jersey numbers. All right, no scrimmage, you know, and now they putting ten people on the on the on the chart, you know, to try to confuse you. You know, I'm I'm just confused. Even on the defense, I see that uh, I think it Warley was a third a third team. Yes, he, was he, third. he tweets he was and he's third. like some and he he tweets and like nah, that's not true. So I mean, how far are you gonna take this? All right, you 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 literally only have about three more days of the trickery before everybody sees what you're really doing, and this is over with. All right. So, you know, take advantage of it after this week. Come on, man. Just let us see what you got, please. <laughs> hey, I mean, they're, they're taking full advantage of this, you know, non. You guys won't know our schemes. You won't know who's playing good, who's playing bad, what rookies are inserted into this lineup. So, hey, I, I just think they're taking full advantage of this, this new year, new coaching regime. I mean, <laughs> the guy that they did plug in as the starters, I mean, they're pretty much who we figured they'd be. We figured that Cameron Irving would uh, step in for Lyle Collins as he was been down. You know, Tyron Smith, the guys, or Joe Looney, those guys, we all knew that they were going to be on the offensive line. And I'm sure when they, you know, come out in 11 personnel, we'll see CD as that third wide receiver. But it's just funny to me that they're doing all these precautions <laughs> to make sure that they got every type of secret held up until week one, man. It's hilarious to me. I mean, they're outdoing Bill Belichick, okay? They're outdoing Belichick with this. So I, I, I look here. And I see they got Trayvon Diggs in starting corner. I see Everson mm -hmm. Griffin is a backup here. So, so are, should we even take this serious, in your opinion here? Or are they just trying to, you know, like I said, they don't have to give away anything, so they're just choosing not to give away anything. Uh, I mean, it's very vanilla, but the, the thing that surprised me and kind of made me not really want to take this serious is they got our boy uh, Alden Smith, that starting Sam linebacker, in a 4-3 uh, scheme, now, I could see if this was a 3-4 a and they had, you know, their outside linebackers are basically rush ends, but here he's lined up in the same linebacker position, you know, the defensive end are Tyron Crawford and Demarcus Lawrence. So I guess they think Alden Smith can drop back in coverage a little bit and, you know, play a little bit of zone, maybe some man on the tight ends here and there, but I thought that was definitely a surprise. I mean, he's mostly known for rushing the quarterback and getting in the backfield and causing havoc. Let me tell you, the, the next thing we're gonna see on the next depth chart is Zeke playing safety. All right, just just just, just so they can maximize this a little bit. I, I, you know, I, I'm really I'm really not sure what's going on. My, my my real question with with the defense is, and and this this may be just a little off topic with that one. I want to know how short the leash is gonna be on uh, Darian Thompson. I want to know how long they're going to let him play, how many mistakes they're going to let him uh, make or, or, or plays he's going to be able to, to, to kind of make mistakes on before they snatch the car from under him. They, to me, they have to let him at least make it five to six games so he can gain some confidence, and I hope they let him do that because I don't want to see him make, have one bad game and get, and get snatched out of there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I think I think his his leash is going to be a really really short <laughs> one. I mean, I think I think what they're going to go out there with is you know, hey, you're going to we'll trot you out there. They were kind of backed into a corner because Ha Ha didn't kind of pan out the way they thought he would. So they gave the job to uh, Darian Thompson, and, and give credit to him, he he played great or he played well during training camp and kind of earned that spot. But I think if he gets you know beat once or twice here, you'll hear the fans just, I told you we should have got Earl. What are we doing? <laughs> Thompson back there. So I just think his, his leash will be really short, but hopefully he can go out there and make a couple plays um, this first week to kind of give him some leeway towards the, towards the season. All right, let's, st- st- let's stay there, Church, since you went there. Uh, I, I showed you guys a picture from, uh, I tweeted at you a picture of a Brandon Carr out there today. Uh, is Brandon Carr, in your opinion, do you think he gets called up to the active roster on Sunday? Right now he's on the practice team. Uh, for me, I think um, eventually he will get uh, brought up to that first or to that um, active roster. I think for just week one, um, he'll kind of just, you know, mentor the young guys, get them ready to play. And I think he'll catch up on the playbook for week one. So I don't really see him going out there and, and performing and, um, or suiting up for this week one versus the uh, L.A. Rams. But later on in this year, I could definitely see him injuries or not um, getting a spot here on this active roster. Yeah, yeah, same here. The, the only reason, and the only reason that I don't see him uh, become active for this game is because he wasn't on a team previously. So he really has to get into that football shape because he hadn't done anything probably since since they were out of the playoffs football wise. If if he was coming from another team, he would be active. But so 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 we can expect to see him pretty soon on the active roster. All right, let's stay in the defensive backfield here on the players' lounge because this is a big question. All right, Jordan Lewis did not practice today. He's dealing with an ankle injury. At what point in time, if you're Mike Nolan, do you need to have him out here practicing versus you just sitting here kind of saying, hey, look, this guy's not going to play. We're going to go ahead and sit him down. Go ahead, D-Mac. Uh, listen, so, so like Church said, Wednesday is really the, the run game practice. Thursday is when you put in, you know, a lot of the passing game, and then Friday is in your two-minute. So he would have to get some practice in on Thursday or Friday for, for me to feel comfortable if I was the coach. With him, uh, you know, seeing seeing and being able to recognize some of the players that are coming on uh, from the Rams. So if, if he's out there, maybe a little bit Thursday, and he's able to do some two minute, some uh, short yardage and stuff like that on Friday, some red zone, then I feel comfortable with him being out there on Sunday. Yeah, D- Danny's correct on this one. Um, for Wednesdays, as much as the secondary hates Wednesdays, Thursdays is um, a huge secondary day because, like uh, Danny said, I mean, you got the two minute drill. You got an extra seven-on-seven seven period where you go at, you go after all the the opposing teams' um, favorite passing, favorite favorite route concepts, and then as also you got you know like, like I mentioned two minute seven-on-seven, seven, and you also got an extra team period where it's strictly pass. So um, if he were to go out there on Thursday and get a little run in on the seven-on-sevens or the extra team period, um, I think that would bode well for him playing Sunday. But um, for a secondary guy to feel comfortable going in there with the game plan and to feel comfortable with how you feel health-wise, I think you got to get out there Thursday just to run around a little bit and see how your body holds up against competition. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, I want to dive into two topics here. Um, one, who needs to have a breakout 2020 for the Cowboys? And also, who are you most excited to see in week one? We'll do that next on the Players' Lounge. He's Danny McCray, Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. 
Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players' Lounge. Players' Lounge on a Wednesday. It is game week. I'm excited about it. You can watch the Dallas Cowboys' first game against the Los Angeles Rams in the brand-new SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California, on NBC Sunday Night Football. And I am hyped about it. So, let's get into a question. And, Barry, you had posed this here. We were talking about what topics you want to come up with this. Um... Who are you most excited to watch week one for the Cowboys? Go ahead, go, Church. Uh, for me, I mean, it, this guy, he was my first-round pick whenever we were doing the mock drafts back in uh, <laughs> back before April and all that stuff, and, and that's Tavon Diggs. I mean, I'm ex- super excited to see what he can do out there. I always give his intangibles. I mean, he's long. He can jam at the line of scrimmage. He excels at press man-to-man, all the good stuff. But the most important thing, I think, about his game is that he can take the ball away. He's not afraid to go up there and challenge receivers to get the ball at the high point. And he said earlier um, during his camp that when the ball's in the air, it's, it's not you know made for the offense. This is, it's anybody's ball when it goes in the air, and he thinks he can take it away. So that's what we need in the secondary. We've needed someone like that for the past couple of years. Um, this is a guy who has extremely great ball skills, so hopefully he can bring that talent to the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, if, if the defensive line is able to play to where we think they can play, I think this guy will have a great breakout year, and I'm excited to see what he can uh, he can do for this Dallas Cowboys defense. Roll Tide. Well, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Listen, listen, check this out. I, I, I'm going to go unconventional with this one. I'm going with the Kool-Aid. I'm excited to see oh. Mike McCarthy <laughs> on the sideline. And I and I really I, I want I want to see you know right because Nui has been hyping it up. 
I actually have faith that Mike McCarthy will take the Cowboys to win 11 games this season. I want to see in those tight situations, those ones where Louie said that JG was kind of, you know, the communication wasn't right, where he messed up. I'm excited to see how McCarthy reacts when those situations arise. When you get in the two-minute situations, how, how do you handle your timeouts? How do you handle your team? I'm excited to see that. I really am because we've been talking about it for a while. I hope he succeeds, but I'm excited to, 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 to be able to, to – I guess, nah, I'm, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on Monday. <laughs> we'll talk about it on Monday. All right, the guys I'm going to mm -hmm. go with, I'm going to go with a combination right here. I want to see it. I'm really excited to see what Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch can do under this new Mike McCarthy system here. Uh, we saw Vander Esch hurt last year, but his first year as a rookie, this guy was a difference maker on the football field. And last year, uh, Jalen didn't have, in my opinion, as good a year as I think his ability is, even though he ended up making the Pro Bowl as an alternate. And both of these guys have talked about how they really like this scheme right now. So I'm really excited to see what can these two linebackers do in this scheme. Because if the front is as good as we think they are, and these two guys can play and benefit from that. I'm very, I'm really looking forward to seeing what these two can do if they're healthy and they find some comfort in this system, fellas. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, like we've seen um, in the in his rookie campaign, Vander Esch was a sideline to sideline guy. I mean, he was, you know, he was all over the field. I think he led the team in tackles. I mean, he was taking the ball away. And last year, he was injury prone a little bit. So hopefully, he can bounce back from that. But we need, we need Jalen to get a little bit better in coverage. I mean, they, they, they were abusing him last year. I mean, it, it, it was kind of a tough sight to see. So we need him to get those clear eye view, them sunglasses or glasses or whatever he got going on, put them things on and go out there and perform great to where he can. Yes, same here. And with Jalen in coverage, I really don't expect much more from him. I really just want him and LVE to be great at what they do, right? I want him to be great at running side to side, uh, sideline to sideline, making plays, making big hits, changing the momentum of the game and getting their, and getting their team hype, right? Every team needs that, that one or two guys that goes out there and they make that big hit and get everybody hype. I just want to see them do that. What he does in coverage, I want him to make, you know, Make make 60% of the plays. I don't expect him to be one of the top covering linebackers. Just make the plays when he has the opportunity. Sometimes they'll make plays on him. But be great at what you do best. I want to see Notre Dame Jalen Smith. And I know he's he was injured and, and he's still working his way back. But I'm telling you, fellas, if you had watched as many Notre Dame games as I did, he was, in my opinion, was a top five pick. To watch him play at Notre Dame and go sideline to sideline and the way he was getting after folks, I'm telling you, it was reminiscent for me of watching Junior Seau when he played at SC. I mean, this guy was that dominant. So if this defense can unlock some of the potential of Jalen Smith that we saw at Notre Dame, then we are talking about a difference-making player. And if Van Der Esch can be back what he was his rookie year and now you've got experience and he's healthy, these two linebackers can really make a difference in this defense. And once again, if the front is really good like we think, and then you take these two linebackers, but now you talk about a front seven that's able to get after and do some things, then your back end doesn't have to be great. They can make up for some warts there. And that, to me, is what I'm looking for, and I'm excited to see on, on, on Sunday night when the Rams and the Cowboys face each other. All right, let's get into uh, another question that we talked about in our pre-show meeting here. Who is the breakout player of 2020? Who needs to have a breakout season for the Cowboys? McCray? 
breakout player, my, my, my guy, Blake Jarwin. He's been, I feel like he's been held back just a little bit because he was behind the Hall of Famer. <laughs> I feel like we've, we've watched the change of the tight end with Kittle and Kelsey and those type of uh, guys that are built that way. And I think Blake Jarwin, he has, he has, we have high expectations for him. And I think that he needs to really reach those. He, he got paid, so it's time for him, you know, to take advantage of this. Or were we right that Jason Wynn was holding him back? And will he be able to make those plays that we expected him to make last year if they would have gave him the opportunity? So I need to see him make those type of plays so I can validate my feelings on him being a, a, a caliber of player like Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Okay. And uh, well, for myself, I'm going to go in the secondary. I'm going to stay in the secondary, and I'm going to go Xavier Woods on this one. Um, not only for himself, but just to quiet all the, the fans out there is talking about we need Earl, we need Earl, we need this guy there, we need to draft a super, super, super safety and all that good stuff. I think we have a good one there in the back end with Xavier Woods. Now, when he first got in, he, he's a versatile player. He can play nickel, he can play safety, but I feel like he's gotten better and better each year that he's been um, with the Cowboys and with this defense so um, he's been proven that he can lay the wood a little bit and he can take the ball away so if he's able to improve on those things I think he'll have a good breakout year he can be that kind of quarterback of the defense back there so um, I think he'll he'll end up having a breakout year if he can take the ball away and improve on his tackling a little bit I think this will be a good year for him Fellas, I like those choices here. Uh, I think Blake Jarwin is, you know, if you've got Blake Jarwin in your fantasy team here and you took him in later rounds, I think somebody is going to be very happy. He looked really good at training camp uh, but what you've read. And then when I was out there, I mean, the guy, the guy looks like the real deal. The player for me, and I'm going to go to a guy that I was criticizing last year who underperformed all day long, who right now we're hearing good things about. That's Tristan Hill who's going to be a starter mm. in the defensive tackle spot. Gerald McCoy got hurt early in camp. They've asked Tristan Hill to, you know, hey, look, we need you to go go to the next level. And apparently he has. And if Tristan Hill can, can play next to Don Terry Poe and become a difference maker for the Cowboys, he was their, fir he was a, their first pick last year in the second round out of Central Florida. If Poe if po and, and Hill can stop the run up front, then the Cowboys are going to have a real good opportunity, in my opinion, to have a good defense this year. Because to me, so much of this this game is about the trenches. So for me, it's it's Tristan Hill, a defensive tackle. The Cowboys need him to have a breakout 2020. How about you? How about that? Well, you are I, exactly I like that right. Thing. I like that, thing, man. I like it. I mean, you know what they say? They rush and cover. They work together. So if that if that D line can get after the quarterback the way we think, um, it'll make this secondary job a lot easier. And I think turnovers will come. And it'll just be all good for the Cowboys. But like we always say, man, you, you don't win championships on paper. We got to see it on the field for this to happen. Nui, Nui, we, we talked about this weeks ago. If you do not stop the run, you will not get a chance to make uh, to, to, to rush that passer. So we hope that those, those two guys can stop the run on the inside. Because if not, it'll be a long year for the defense. I'm, I'm happy for them. I, I want to see them in some real game time action, make some big plays. Well, go back to that playoff loss to, to the Rams. The Cowboys lost the last playoff game. Was that loss at the L.A. Coliseum? I was there, and the Rams just ran it down the Cowboys' throat. They had two 100-yard rushers in the game. Neither one of them are there anymore, but still, uh, they went after the Cowboys and, and just – they, they just went after him. The defensive philosophy has changed here because Mike Nolan wants bigger guys up front. Uh, Rod Marinelli preferred smaller, quicker guys. So we're bringing beef 
the Cowboys are going to bring beef up front here. So I, I just alone, I like the change and the thought of, hey, look, we're going to get bigger up front, so you just can't go pound it on us. And the Rams' offensive line is not the same line that they had two years ago. Even looking at their left tackle, Andrew Whitworth, here's a fantastic I mean, fantastic player when you look over his career, but he's 38 years old now, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. They got problems, and to me, if the Cowboys are going to establish a way to win this football game, it has to be getting after the offensive line uh, with their defensive line. They did that last year. So, to me, this, this game is going to be one for the Cowboys, truly, in both trenches. If you think about yeah. it, defensively they got to yeah. stop it, and then on the other side, you know, you know Zach Zach Martin's got to get up there with Aaron Donald and slow him down. He Connor Williams. I mean, when they get up against Aaron Donald, they got to get up here and find a way to to slow this guy down here. And and, and if they can slow down Aaron Donald, then you're going to have an ability to win a game. I'm not saying stop him because he's too great to stop. But if you can just slow him down, if you can keep him a half second off number four, you're going to have an opportunity <laughs> to do some things here. Uh, I was just about to say this. The scout report for, for uh, Dallas and, and L.A. is the same. They want to get after the offensive line. Just like you say that, that uh, L.A.'s offensive line isn't, isn't the same that it was two years ago. Look at ours. We have, we have L, uh, uh, Collins out. We have uh, Tyron, who's, who's been in and out with a bad back. You know, we, we have Cam uh, getting in there. I think we have Looney in there. We, you know, our line isn't the same either. So I'm, I'm sure they're preaching the same thing over there uh, in their locker room and, and their meetings as they need to get after our offensive line. So I think that'll be an interesting thing to see who whose old line holds up the best. And, and speaking of O-line, Cam Irving is going to get the start at right tackle. His first game for the Dallas Cowboys, he'll start for Lel Collins, who's on injured reserve. Connor Williams is coming back from injury. He'll start at guard. Joe Looney takes over for uh, Travis Frederick, who's retired. So the Cowboys bringing in a different offensive line than the, the line we, we have been used to seeing uh, last year. I, I And, oh, by the way, Joe Philbin, this is his first uh line with the Dallas Cowboys as the offensive line coach. So this is his first group that he gets to roll out there. So there's a lot of things to be tuned into and to be excited about, to me, to be excited about how does this coaching staff get these guys ready to go? Because I think there's a lot of promise with this team. We've all been talking about it, but you actually got to go out there and prove it. We need to squeeze in one more break here. When we come back, we must talk about Barry Church's old teammate. Jalen Ramsey getting paid in full. Let's see what he does against these Cowboys wide receivers. And oh, by the way, is the Cowboys number one receiver going to play in this game? That's next on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. We can't wait to see the Cowboys back on the field, and we can't wait to pack AT&T Stadium to watch them play. When that time comes, SeatGeek is the place to get all of your tickets, plus tickets to the hundreds of games, concerts, rodeos, and other live events we'll all be able to enjoy again soon. Every SeatGeek purchase is protected by a buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. SeatGeek. Let's go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox, the company that builds wildly overproductive phone cases? The one and only. But cases are just the start. OtterBox is the official outfitter of tailgating. If they can keep my phone safe, what can they do for my parking lot party? How about protecting your beverages from suboptimal drinking temperatures with their elevation tumblers? And OtterBox elevation tumblers come in three sizes. A 10-ouncer, a 20-ouncer, and even a 64-ounce growler. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. It's football season, and when you're tailgating with your friends and your family, you want the best meat on your grill. Pettigene Meats makes the best hot dogs, the Pettigene Griller, or the all-beef franks will score. To complete that tailgate meal, Pettigene Meats has hickory smoked sausage, hot links, Polish sausage, and the best hickory smoked bacon and ham around. Available at your local retailer. And a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. It's Pettigene Meats. Taste the difference. Back to the Players' Lounge. All right, baby, we are back. Players' Lounge. It's Wednesday, game week. As the Cowboys get ready to face the Los Angeles Rams, Cowboys three-point favorites, three-and-a-half-point favorites in certain books here as they get ready to uh, face and, uh, the Rams at a new stadium, SoFi Stadium, which is basically Jerry World but bigger. All right, because so many of these stadiums now are based off what Jerry Jones built, AT&T Stadium in Arlington. I remember going up there to watch the uh, Vikings first game. I was like, man, this is a smaller Jerry world here. And Atlanta, a lot of these new stadiums borrowed from what Jerry Jones did. Um, But what Stan Kroenke built is this is this is the Taj Mahal of the National Football League and patrolling the sidelines for the Rams is a a man who just got a huge deal talking about cornerback Jalen Ramsey here 21 million a year is what this deal is going to average 105 million dollars over five years 71.2 million guaranteed in a contract extension church you played with Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville so how do you think Jalen will now operate that he's gotten his money. This has been a contention for him. He's wanted to have it. All players do, but he got taken care of. So, Barry Church, your thoughts? Uh, man, this guy, he, I mean, he deserves it. I mean, this guy, I think, top two corner in the National Football League. Um, you know, he's rarely injured, and he comes to play. I mean, yeah, he has a mouth on him, and yeah, you know, sometimes he can be not as coachable as, you know, um, some of the better guys when it comes to coaching, but this guy, I mean, he goes out on the football field and he handles his business. I mean, now with all this money, do I think he'll change? No, not at all. I think he'll be the ill act the same way, which is, an, you know, kind of an arrogant kind of a, you know, hey, this is my this is my island over here. You're not going to get anything over here. I think he'll continue to talk that noise and be the Jalen that he is because that's the guy that got him into the NFL. And that's the guy that, you know, has, has been able to play at that sustained level by talking noise and hyping himself up. So. I think um, this was much deserved, and I think he'll still remain that same corner. And I think when the Cowboys go, you know, up to up to L.A., whoever is across from him, you know, I'm sorry to say, but I think they're going to get locked up, man. I mean, if you watch Jalen Ramsey and you study his game and his techniques, he excels against the bigger wide receivers, the bigger, faster wide receivers. I mean, if you watch the tape against Julio Jones when he went down to Atlanta last year, he did a pretty good job on arguably the best receiver in football. So. The thing he struggles with is those short, Cole Beasley, quick, jitterbug-type receivers. And I don't see a, uh, the Cowboys trotting any any of those type receivers out in um, 11 personnel. So, I don't know. i, I got to give Jalen Ramsey the, the edge when they match up this week. But, you know, congrats on the, convers- or the, the contract. It was uh, much deserved. 
Man, the dude got paid, and he gonna lock down the, the Cowboys. Ain't that something? I see you. Are you still in Jacksonville? Oh, friendship. I, I got you. I got you. Hey, just throw me I a couple. You. Just throw me a couple, Jalen. Just throw me a couple. Listen, I, I don't <laughs> listen. I, I am super happy for Jalen uh, Ramsey. I mean, I've been watching him since, since uh, Florida State, I believe, and, and he's 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 great. Now I don't want to take nothing away from him, but knew he did bring up Nick Saban. So what I'm going to do is bring up Tre'Davious White. Shout out to my guy for getting paid as one of the top cornerbacks in the league. He got his bag up there in Buffalo, and, and, and I love it, man. He's a great dude, so I just want to give him some love for that. He's also going to ball this year, and I think both of these guys will be top corners in the league for the next, next five years at least. All right. Um, so, so, Church, you mentioned you think Jayla Ramsey's one of the top two corners. Who are the top two corners? If it's Ramsey, who else is in your opinion? I got to go with the with, um, Danny's guy out in LSU, out of Buffalo in LSU. I mean, this guy, Tredavious White, he's, he's, he's amazing at that corner. He has, he's not as big as Ramsey, and I don't believe he's as fast as Ramsey. But he's, just, he's quicker than Ramsey, and he's just as physical, even though he's a smaller corner. I mean, this guy, he's, he can go against run support. He can lock up any, any wide receiver in the game right now. Even those little short, jittery bug receivers, he can lock those guys up. So I think he was another corner that deserved to get paid, and I'm glad he did get paid. So you think that, it, that it's 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 white it's and Ramsey white. top two it's, corners? It's white and Ram, white and Ramsey, but I got wow. Ramsey number one. Mm. I got Ramsey mm. number one. How, how biased do I have to be? How biased do I have to be to say it's uh it's Patrick Peterson and Ramsey? Oh hell no! Nah, I'm <laughs> just I'm, listen. You you haven't seen listen. No, no matter how bad Arizona has been, you still hadn't seen Patrick Peterson getting out there getting beat like that. Even though he's on the team that hasn't really performed well, he's still been one of the top corners in the league. I think that will be even. I think he will escalate his uh, play this season just based off the fact that they're going to be competitors and they got, he's out there with uh, going against DeAndre Hopkins every week. I think he's going to be. Back, back to top form uh, this season. Him, and him, Tre'Davious White, and Jalen Ramsey will be the top three corners. I, oh I think, boy! You know, I think, wow! I think Pat P. I think, <laughs> I think Pat P. falls into that. You know that Tom Brady kind of people. People are like people are like you know they seen what he did. He won. He did all this stuff in the past, but and they kind of bring it. Oh yeah, he's still the top. Nah, I, I don't think so, man. I think he, he fell off a little bit. I still give him top five. I, I'm, mm, I'm willing to. Top I, 10. So he fell off. He fell off a little bit, but he top five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. Who who do you have, Nui? I mean, for, for, I mean look, you, you guys played the game, so so I, I give your expertise that edge over anything that I'm gonna say. But have you guys realized you just left off the defensive player of the year last year, who was the co-leader in interceptions in the National Football League, who's also a Super Bowl champion and Stephon Gilmore of, of the New England Patriots? Yes, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I realized that, but I also chalked some of that up to, to my boy Bill Belichick. You know, he, he, was, he was great. I'm still giving him top five. But like I said, I may be a little biased. I got two LSU guys in my top three, and Jalen Ramsey is in my top three. So Stephon Gilmore fits at four. I mean, he did. The defensive I mean, player of the year. Clapping, I'm sorry, the defensive just, player of the year. Just, 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 just because you clap. Just because you clap up on Mari Cooper uh, don't mean. Oh my bad, my bad. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna. 
No. Hey, hey, wait, Dad. Don't, hey, don't bring that up. Dad. That don't was, bring that up. That was <laughs> last. Listen, Nui, Nui, Nui. That was last year, right? We talking about this year. I also saw Stephon Gilmore before he was uh, playing in, in New England. He wasn't. He wasn't the top corner in the league. All right. He he progressed to be be a great cornerback this year. I think, like I said. Things change in Arizona. They're going to be competitive. They have a, a top receiver out there to challenge Patrick uh, Peterson every day in practice, and he's going to go out there and show that he's still a top corner in the league this season. Now, now, now he was in Buffalo before he ended up going to New England, and there's a bunch of folks who've been who, who've left that program in Buffalo who went on to have some success in other places. I mean, Robert Woods was not a guy we heard a whole lot out of Buffalo, and clearly he was misused there because we see what happened with him and Sean McVay's system. Chris Hogan was a guy that we never heard about at Buffalo. He goes to New England, and he gets used as a part of a Super Bowl championship team. So, so for me, when I look at Buffalo, how guys are used, I mean, Marshawn Lynch was there. He ends up leaving Buffalo, goes out yeah. to Seattle. Marshawn Lynch ends up having having a good career. So I don't want to sit around here and, and beat him up because, oh, what did he do in Buffalo? That's my point. That's a bunch of dudes who left that, Buffalo that, and became good players. No, listen. But there's they, also they a bunch Buffalo, of dudes that they, left New England and haven't done anything. <laughs> Absolutely. But what, what I'm saying is, is Buffalo, they, they weren't relevant. They, they weren't playing for anything. People were going to Buffalo. At one point, you're like, man, listen, if, if Buffalo called me, I'm going to go out there. I know I'm going to be home at the end of December. <laughs> that, that, that's just how you thought about it. <laughs> now, now, now it's different, right? Now they're going to the playoffs. They're competing for the, for the, uh, for the division title. So it's different. Like everybody's elevating their play because they have something to play for. I feel like that's going to be the same thing in Arizona. Ain't nobody been thinking about Arizona for the last four years. It's all been about <laughs> Seattle. It's been about Seattle for this entire time. Now, now the whole landscape of, of that division has changed, and it's going to be different. Nui, would you like to make a bet? I'm just trying to find a way to let you, <laughs> let you catch back up. All right. Why, why does everything Patrick have to go Peterson? With you, man? Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson performs better than Stefan Gilmore this year. I think he's a part of a better defensive unit. I mean, you got a bunch of guys in New England who decide they they opted out. I mean, half the defense uh, said, "I'm go. good," or they left. Go. So, no, I'm not. I'm not well, making it. Well, let's let's let's, let's just do his man-to-man coverage. Then they got stats for just when 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 he's covering somebody man-to-man. They they have those stats. They can break them down. Yeah, they can break them down. Bet on next gen stats. statistics and stuff like that. He's <laughs> Amari Cooper, by the way, get back to, to this, uh, and Jalen Ramsey, we don't even know if Ramsey will be covering Amari Cooper. He was in, he was working with resistance bands at practice here, so we're not sure exactly if, if Cooper's going to be out there uh, week one. And if he is, who knows, maybe they just make him a decoy against Jalen Ramsey, but I, I'm worried. I'm worried about number 19. What's your concern level here, Church? Well, I, well, I mean, it is an away game. So, I mean, we all know what happens in, in away games when it comes to number 19. So, um, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. I mean, like you say, he hasn't practiced that much. He's, you know, and he's, and we're, we're going into the season opener. So, we'll see. Hopefully, he can change that, you know, away game disappearing act and turn it into a, a, a full, you know, a full season of away and home games playing well. But we'll see. He's going against a top corner, in my opinion, and. Um, I don't think he'll fare too well if he's locked up against Jalen Ramsey each and every down. Let, listen, let, 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 me tell you, let me tell you what I'm hoping for, all right? Just based off what's been going on in the Cowboys organization for the last couple months, this is all a ploy. 
he's fine. They just don't want him to practice because they don't want L.A. to know if he's going to be playing or not. That's that's all this is. So he's I drafted him on my fantasy football team. So my hope is they just trying to trick everybody. Or Mark Cooper's going to go out there. He's going to line up. He's going to be full speed, and he's going to make some plays on Jalen Ramsey or whoever's covering. That's 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 the Ooh. only thing I can get out of this. Because if not, I'm confused. This is a hundred million dollar man. He ain't practiced all training camp. As much as you ran down Amari Cooper last year, you drafted him for your fantasy team. I'm confused. <laughs> listen, <laughs> he, he, listen. So, so, so you know what happened when you draft at the beginning? You draft at the beginning, and then all those picks go before you get the pick again. They went on a run on receivers. <laughs> it was so many receivers come off the board before I got the pick again, and he was the one that was left that was notice, uh, noticeable. So I, I, I picked him up. So why didn't you just go with George Kittle and get the best tight end out there? They got no wide receivers in San Francisco. So, somebody, somebody, somebody picked George Kittle in the second round. Okay. This is true. All right. <laughs> this is why you lose. This is why you lose. This Come is why on, I win man. championships. This is why I win championships. See, I talked the guy in Amari Cooper in our league. I talked him into it. So I was trying to get guys off the board here. But uh, okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, listen, so, it's a ploy, man. It's a ploy. <laughs> it's a ploy. He's healthy. All right. So tomorrow night, we actually do have football. All right. The season kicks off. The, the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, are going to host the highly paid Deshaun Watson against the highly paid Patrick Mahomes, the two highest paid dudes in the game. Go at it. I'm excited <laughs> about that. And um, I'm going to bring in a uh, – I'm going to bring in – I had told you guys this, but oh, by the way, going to bring in Graham Benzinger. Graham Benzinger hosts a show called In-Depth. He does, uh, if you remember years ago, he's the guy that the T.O. ended up running down uh, Donovan McNabb and ended up getting himself fired from the Eagles. But Graham did a sit-down interview with Dak Prescott. He came out here um, to, to, to prosper and was at Dak's house. He also talked to uh, Dak's brother as well. So I want to get his take on just what he expects from Dak as they get ready to go into this season. And, uh, and also the offseason he had where he lost his brother. So we're going to get some good stuff from Graham Benzinger tomorrow. So we'll make sure we get in on that. Um, so, so make sure you tune in at 2.30, all right? 2.30 um, right here on the Players' Lounge. So, fellas, time is flying by with these new 45-segment mm. uh, shows versus the hour shows we do. But uh, good stuff here. Uh, clearly you all disrespecting Stephon Gilmore, uh, defensive player of the year. <laughs> I feel bad for a guy like that. What does he have to do to get some former DBs to give him some credit? Yeah, Super Bowl ring, all that kind of good He's stuff. Good. So, He's good. He's good. Listen, JJ Watt was defensive player of the year at one point, and then, you know, the next year he wasn't. So that could also be the same for Stephon Gilmore. I'm going Last with the LSU year. guys. Last I'm going with the LSU guys. Right? Defensive player of the year. JJ Watt, what was that? Four, three, four years ago? I mean, uh, yeah, but I'm saying it was th- it was three, four years ago, and then the next year he wasn't defensive player of the year again. So I mean, you know, it, every year is different. Shout out to shout out to Gilmore, man, you're great. You top five. McCray, that's cool. I'm gonna let you be wrong on this. Uh, Church, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> McCray, we'll do this again tomorrow. Everybody, thank you for checking out the Players Lounge right here on DallasCowboys.com radio, brought to you by Hotels.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!